Hey guys, welcome to the Tea in Tokyo podcast. This is a special episode because it's part one of our trip to Kyoto. My name is Somya. And I'm Ellie. And what are we talking about in this episode? So we arrived in Kyoto, we visit the Imperial Palace, and we go to five temples, including Fushimi Inari Shrine. Yeah, that's right. That and way more coming up right now. Well, we're back from Kyoto. It was a really nice trip. We got heaps and heaps done. It was such a busy trip. In a good way, but also in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. We came back a couple of days ago. We probably did too much to have in just one episode, so we're probably going to break this down into a couple of different episodes. And that should give you context for how busy we were the whole time. Yeah, right, especially like. for just four days. But yeah, on Sunday we went, our flight was right in the morning at 7.50, so we had to get there quite early. Now, the problem is that the trains only leave at 5, so, you know, you can't go earlier than that. And it was at uh, Narita. So we live really near Haneda Airport, um, and we didn't realise, I think, when we bought the tickets that they were at Narita Airport, which is, like, ages away. Yeah. Um, I was always, like, I always thought that all domestic flights go from Hanada, but apparently not. It's just most of them, I think. It's mm. Normally, they're from Haneda Airport. I was worried a little bit because, like, when I checked the flight information like the night before it said that you had to go two hours early so we're thinking man two hours early is 5 50 which is we, impossible and yeah and it takes like two hours to get to the airport there's no way that's going to happen so we're thinking about maybe like going the night before sleeping at the airport or like staying at a hotel close by yeah we were like desperately looking up like super cheap hotels nearby yeah luckily uh no you only have to get there 25 minutes before and man we we're cutting it close like <laughs> really close yeah as soon as we got there um and we got our boarding pass it was final call and then the plane basically left within 10 minutes so luckily we were the last people to get there there was a couple of other people who were still lining up with us but like it was pretty i think that's because i'm guessing the people all lining up with us were in the exact same situation as us yeah um by the way if you want to go to the airport there's a train called the skyliner I can't remember what what station we took that from it's like it it's after weno nippon nippon Pongi or something? Yeah, something like that. There's there's two trains that go to the airport. One is like a normal train, so it stops off at like a thousand stops. Don't know how long it takes, but the other one, it takes an hour and a half to get there. Except it was weird because we like bought our tickets at whatever the other station was. So we took the Keihintohoku line to this other station and then we bought our tickets for the other one and then we were so confused because we got off at the airport and we tried to use our ticket and it wouldn't work and the guy said it's because we had to pay that was only half the fee we had to pay the other half at their airport yeah i've never had that before where you pay half at the start and then half at the end like what's the point of that and we were so stressed out because we were already pushing it for time and we were like what is going on why is the machine like eating our ticket and not opening the game (laughs) yeah that was was, uh, yeah that was infuriating honestly it was very stressful (laughs) but like it worked out because we got there in time yeah um anyway yeah so the flight was about an hour and a half to kyoto um well not to kyoto to osaka or specifically to kansai airport which is on a like a little self-made uh self-made is that not, not a self-made <laughs> the, the uh, island a man-made <laughs> yeah a man-made island um, yeah. just off the coast of um osaka and uh yeah it takes it still takes two hours to get from there to kyoto but then that's because i think lots of people don't realize because i was talking to one of my workmates who's going to kyoto who maybe today or yesterday 
And like he didn't realize either that that airport itself isn't actually that close to Osaka. So mm. most of that trip is like literally getting to Osaka Station, and then from there it's only a short trip to Kyoto. Yeah, from Kyoto, Osaka to Kyoto, it's only thirty minutes. I, yeah. I didn't realize that either. So when I was planning everything, I you know on Google Maps I was just doing Osaka to yeah. Kyoto, which I think lots of people do. So yeah. oh, what I found out is actually there's an airport called Osaka Airport. So I think a lot of people, when you know, when they think they're going to Osaka, they do everything from that airport. Yeah. But um, that's actually not the airport that you take. You go on Kansai Airport. So. So yeah, the initial getting there was kind of stressful, but like whatever, you know, it took a lot longer than we thought it would, but that's fine. It was like. Yeah. It, we were lucky in that, like every train we caught on the way there, we had seats, so mm. we were just like chilling out the whole way there. Yeah, it's all good. Um, and once we were there, we got um, basically whenever you go in Japan, you can get day passes to use the trains or buses. Um, Kyoto's no different. They've got a day pass. You can get a one day or a two day pass. So we had to get like we got a two day pass, and then two days after, we got another two day pass. Mm. Uh, one thing though that we didn't realize is we tried to get on like a normal train, and it didn't let us go on. And we had no idea why. And it turns out that the pass is for subway trains and buses only. You've got to pay way extra if you want just a train pass. So, but it turned that we, at first we were super confused, but the pass that we got is the one that you're recommended to get to go to all the temples because it's buses for everywhere. Yeah, literally but, everywhere you go, it's buses and subways, basically. You'll, yeah. you'll never really need to go on a above ground train. I think the other reason we we're confused, right, is because we got off at a subway station, but it turns out we we're trying to use the pass to go into the train part of it. Yeah. We we're like, but this is a subway. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, my first uh, impression impression of Kyoto is, man, I was picturing like a really ancient, tiny town with like <laughs> maybe like ten or twenty thousand people, old buildings everywhere, you know, that kind of thing. No. Uh, and yeah, it's it's not. It's just like another big, massive j- Japanese town, you know, with like a huge subway system. It's a city. And, I wouldn't say town. Yeah, it's sorry. Like, it's yeah, a not even a town. It's a city. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's no difference between that and like Osaka, basically. So which is, you know, what? I wasn't expecting that purely because when we went to Nagano, that's when I was expecting a small town, and I was like, man, this is a city. So I knew that Kyoto was going to be a city as well, because I was like, there's no way such a yeah, true, I main that. area wouldn't be built up. Yeah. Now before we went, I had everything planned out, like day to day. Everything that we were going to do. Somia loves making spreadsheets. <laughs> I do, but this one wasn't even a spreadsheet. It was just on my notepad. But I, ha- I had it planned out. So the first day, I had like four things that we were going to do. Mm. Like we we're going to go to the castle and then to the Emperor's Palace. And then we we're going to go to this other temple and all this kind of stuff. Um, but one thing that I never like take into account, which I'm going to from now on, is like when, when you first, um, is that is, is how tiring traveling is. Yeah. Man, traveling is just so tiring. Just, you like, almost going on need to go and... an extra day just for travel. And then, like, just to get there and then not plan anything for that day, just so that you can, like, recover from traveling. Yeah, we were saying, man, if we're ever rich, like, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. (laughs) Go, like, later. That way you don't have to take such an early-ass flight. Like, we woke up at, like, 4.30 or something. And didn't go to bed until, like, midnight because Somi didn't pack (laughs) until really late. So, yeah, we, like, we didn't really end up doing uh, the four things that I thought we were going to do, but um, it was still a good day because we went to Kyoto and... Imperial Palace. Imperial Palace. Imperial Palace. <laughs> uh, we were staying at the 1-5 Shijo Hotel, which was super cheap, and it came with breakfast. I think it was, like, all up, it was, like, 15,000 yen for both of us for four nights or three nights accommodation. Yeah. And breakfast nights. included. So that was pretty good. Yeah, that was part of the go-to travel campaign. Yeah. 
and it was like a short walk to Nijo Castle and the uh, the Imperial Palace. Oh, so. you know one thing actually that uh, I was talking to somebody and we did not take into account. Oh, the go-to food tramp campaign. The go-to, yeah, the like the coupon thing. Yeah, we did not do that. What the hell is that? I don't know. It's over now though because of coronavirus. But yeah. So apparently yeah. the hotel that you're staying at, they give you these coupons. But I think that's included. Like it will say on the thing. That they'll give you the coupons. Right. Well, yeah, they give you coupons for, you know, restaurants and stuff. We, we I had no idea about like, that. I think you can get, like, 10,000 yen worth of coupons. Yeah. I did, like... I, I know that there's a go-to-eat campaign as well. Yeah. But what I figured was that, you know, when you go to, like, a restaurant, it's just, you know, 20% off or something. Yeah. That's what I thought. But apparently there are coupons. I don't know. We need to do Yeah, when everyone at work was talking about the coupons, I just, like, pretended I knew what they were talking about because I was embarrassed that we hadn't used them in Kyoto. I didn't yeah. want to say, like, oh, yeah, we had no idea about this until now. Yeah, goddammit, we should have researched that. But yeah, so what, what did you think of the palace? Uh, the Imperial Palace was really nice. It was, like, on these massive grounds, and, like, the whole thing just had these, like, beautiful, like... It was the perfect time of year. Like, it's funny, because whenever I ask my students, we have, like, a lesson on, like, seasons, and discussing and explaining seasons using English. And a part of it is, like, where do you recommend I travel in this season, this season, this season? Like, some of them just say Kyoto for every season, because it's got something for every season. But, like, a lot of them do say Kyoto for autumn. And I can see why. Because the Imperial mm. Palace was just, like, such nice autumnal aesthetic going on with all the trees. Autumnal. Is that a word? Autumnal is a word. We've had this discussion uh, before. Every, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really liked it, too. So, yeah, it's, it's on a massive grounds. But the actual palace itself is kind of inside it. And you, and you have to buy tickets to it. Mm. So we bought it. And there's, like, a route that you take to make sure that you cover everything. Mm. And yeah, it was nice. There's, you, I, you don't actually get to go inside any of the any of the buildings. Um, you can only stay on the outside, but you know that's all right. I, th- I think the main stuff is the outside anyway. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's that special inside. I feel like the thing that all the palaces have done wrong, to my mind, is like, and I don't know how they could fix it. I think it's just the most practical way to do it. But whenever there's not a garden, it's just gravel, and it's like, mm. give me something like that looks better than just, like, a massive field of gravel in front of the palace, you know? Like, yeah, well, I guess they're keeping it as how it was, like, back in the day, right? No, but it wouldn't have had gravel, right? I don't know. I feel like... Wouldn't yeah, it? I mean, I'm guessing it would have just been old. dirt. Yeah, true. But it's like, like for example, at the Matsumoto Castle, they had, like, nice lawns that right, you could walk yeah. on. But, like, I don't know why they can't do that for these ones i don't know like it was still cool but it was like it was a massive grounds and you walk around and there's like little information panels that tell you about like what you're seeing like they often have you can't go into the building but the doors will be open and then they'll have information panels that tell you about the pictures that are on the sliding doors yeah like what they represent like one part was like the waiting rooms for people who visit the imperial palace and it tells you like this room is for like the higher nobility this one's for middle this one's for like yeah. Oh, people. yeah, that's right. There were different drawings. Yeah, on each. to represent each one. Yeah, one was like a crane, one and then like, one was a tiger. The tiger was for like the most noble people. And then one was like cherry blossoms, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. By the way, so Kyoto, like the reason Kyoto is so special is because it used to be the capital of Japan. Mm. So it was the capital until the late. Um, I think it was the capital until 1968, actually, because um, the Imperial Palace is where the royal family lived until, 19, until 1868, sorry. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that's why Kyoto is so special. That's why there's so much there. I feel like everywhere we've been, when we've done a podcast on it, we've mentioned at some point that place was the capital. You know, the capital <laughs> of Japan has really just jumped around over time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've realized that Tokyo has the same letters as Kyoto. No, it doesn't because there's a K. 
Tokyo. Kyoto. Oh wait, Tokyo, Tokyo is okay. <laughs> oh yeah. So you know, I wonder if there's something going what, on there. Did they just rearrange it and we're like, yep, this yeah. is the new place? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Honestly, I think I haven't done any research on that, but I think so. I don't know about that. And that theory, by the way, it wasn't even given by me. It was that was my mum's theory. Oh what? Yeah. So. Were you gonna claim that as your own? Yeah, I was. I was like, now nah, it's hers. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember how much it was. Maybe like a thousand yen or something to get in there. Yeah, and it was good because they had free lockers. Because literally when we mm. arrived, we were like, man, we need to take our backpacks off. Because we... Okay, we went in autumn. Like I said, beautiful autumn aesthetic. It was so sunny. And we had not packed appropriately because we were packed for like the colder weather. Yeah, man, we keep doing this. Like we went to... When we went to um, Nagano at, at winter, you know, we had all our warm clothing on. No, we went to Nagano in summer... Oh, right. And we it had was all cold our, there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and now it's the opposite. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah, so we had, like, all these jackets and, like, just the other, like, the general clothing we bought was not appropriate for such hot weather. So we were so hot. But luckily there was um, free lockers there. So we, like, managed to shove everything in there. Mm. But, yeah, it was really nice. Uh, on the So when you're walking towards the palace, right, on one of the corners of the grounds, there's a Moe's Burger, which is a fast food joint. On top of that one, there's a really cool secondhand shop. Like, it had such good deals and such nice clothing. But we were, like, we were too busy. And I knew we were too, like, limited in funds for me to go too crazy. So we looked on the first day and I found, like, heaps of stuff I liked. But we didn't go anything. And then we, like, made an agreement where we were, like, if we have time on the last day and enough money left over, we'll come back because it was near our hotel. Yeah, that that was strange place because at the bottom is, like, super fancy... And I thought it was expensive because it was like everything was like Gucci really expensive, yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then the second floor you have like girl stuff and then guy stuff at the, at the last and the third floor. For some reason, the girl stuff was way better prices than the guy stuff, though. Yeah, the girl stuff was actually, it was actually I don't know, maybe like girl, maybe guys only want to buy like better things or something, and then what everything's more expensive. I don't, I don't know. know. There was a lot of like really good quality winter coats there. Though, yeah, like Ali nice. found like dresses and stuff for like. 400 500 yen like i got two good winter coats one i don't think like it's barely worn the other one's like a little more loved the one that's a little bit more well loved was 400 yen like come on for a good quality winter coat and the other one was like 700 yen meanwhile the things i the only two things i wanted was like 8,000 yen and yeah so i was like okay we're not gonna do that but like yeah so you know if you're in kyoto and you want to do some secondhand shopping the corner of the imperial palace on top of the most burger yeah it's like i mean it's kind of obvious but i suppose like if you're just going to the imperial palace you might not walk around the outside area Mm. you might just go straight in so you know that's where i recommend that was the only shopping we really did in kyoto yeah for sure yeah that's a nice place so um yeah i mean that was the imperial palace now we thought we were going to do more stuff like i said but man we were so tired that day but also we were walking home right and we walked past the castle nijo castle and the line was like i think it had a sign saying like an hour and a half wait to get in so we were like We'll do that another day. <laughs> yeah, because um, the good thing about the... Well, actually, we'll go into this later, but the castle, we knew that it was open even at nighttime as well. Whereas the Imperial <laughs> Palace did was we? Only, yeah, whereas the Imperial Palace was only open during the day. So we're like, okay, we'll go to the palace first and the castle later. But then, yeah, the line was just too long. Um, but that night, we found a really nice place to have dinner. It was actually our 13-year anniversary Yeah, that day. that's right, yeah. We'd like, we both kind of like forgot because we were so tired from traveling. And then we were like, oh, crap, we should probably do something considering it's our 13-year anniversary. Yeah, well, like, to save money, right, we're just going to eat at Family Mart every day. Like, just buy, like, sandwiches and stuff, and that's yeah. it. But we thought we should probably do something nice for our anniversary. So we went to, like, for restaurants. But it's really hard to find something that's vegetarian for Ellie. 
Yeah, because the area we're staying in was pretty, like, it was all right. It was, like, you know, it's a city, so every area feels kind of main. But when I looked up vegetarian restaurants online, all of them were quite far away. So we wandered around and eventually found, I think it's a chain, but it was called Don Goody. And it had, like, a Kyoto-style tofu, like, edamame, some, like, veggies and stuff. So I was like, screw it, I'll just get a bunch of sides. And yeah, it worked man, out really well. Yeah, that place was so good. It, it was like on each table, everyone gets their own like stove. Mm. Um, so what's it called? Is it a hot plate? Yeah, I think they did call it a hot plate. Actually, yeah. Yeah. So you know they cook things. We 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 originally we thought that we had to cook stuff ourselves, and I was like, okay, this is going to be kind of interesting. We'll see. <laughs> but but that's not how it happens. Like they cook it for you, but then they bring it and they put it on their hot stove so that it stays nice and warm. I got a uh, yakisoba for the first time, which mm. is soba but it's grilled. And then I also got like shrimp. Uh, what else do I get? Bread. Oh yeah, bread. <laughs> which is just one like bread roll for. <laughs> it seemed a loaf of bread, and then it was a single bread roll. Yeah. <laughs> like the picture, it looked like it was going to be a nice big loaf, and they brought out a tiny. Bread yeah, roll. honestly. But uh, it was delicious, though. So, yeah, it was you know, good. I stole some of the bread. Yeah. And my Kyoto-style tofu steak was very good. Mm. It was, yeah, it was perfect. And I got some edamame, some rice. I think there was every- oh, and we got a cucumber salad because we can never say no to cucumber salad. Yeah, I could always eat cucumber salad. So, so yeah, so then that, that was like a really nice surprise that night. Yeah, sure. it was good. It worked out really well because we were like walking around for so long looking for somewhere and I was like, oh God, are we going to have to go to like Mo's Burger again? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that was basically it for that day. Now, the second day, we woke up to our awesome uh, breakfast. Oh, uh, yeah. So we've decided from now on that if your hotel, if you can get breakfast included in your hotel, just do it. <laughs> yeah, because you end up spending so much time like looking for a place. And we normally end up giving in and just going to like Family Mart. And then it's like, I mean, Family Mart is great. I love the food there. Or like any convenience store in Japan has pretty good food. But it's kind of like, you know, you spend so long looking and then you just accept your fate and get like... Yeah, I mean, especially for you. There's not yeah. a whole lot for you to get. Because I live on egg sandwiches in Japan and I'm kind of over them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think just in terms of the amount of time you save, getting it at the hotel is really yeah. worth it. And yeah, man, I made the most of it. Like we Somia ate so much food. Because the meal came with meat, obviously. So Somia mm. would get double helping of meat because they'd take it off my plate. Yeah, it's not a... Like, you get this main course kind of thing, which is not a buffet. They bring it out to you. Has like, you know, sausages, bacon, um, so it egg. Would, it always had... It had a salad, an egg dish, and then three meat dishes. Yeah, every time. right. Yeah. Oh, and some fruit. Yeah, so I got Ellie's meat dishes, so I was already eating quite a bit there. <laughs> but then they have, like, the station with, like, unlimited, like, pastry goods, muesli, and drinks and stuff. Like, yogurt and stuff. Yeah, so I was going ham on that. Somi went, Somi <laughs> went hard on the baked bakery goods. <laughs> you really have to, you know, you have to make the most of that. I, went, I made the most of the bread, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you eat a lot at nine, then you don't have to eat to, like, dinner. That was my yeah. thinking, so I was like, you know. I might as well yeah. do that. And it did. It worked out. It was really good. Yeah. Um, okay, so this first day, man, we did a lot on this first day. And okay. This first day, we were so... Well, actually, sorry, the second day. We were really tired at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. The thing... The, the, yeah, the, what we were doing ended up being a lot more tiring than we expected, but we are so, like, lazy and unfit that we probably should have known <laughs> it was going to happen. No, but you happen. know, the thing is, right, Somia was a champ. By the end of the day, I was complaining so much about my poor feet, and Somia was, like, so positive <laughs> about it. <laughs> I felt bad, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? I can't leave these complaints inside. I have to let them out. <laughs> yeah, this was a good um, complaining holiday for Ellie, for sure. <laughs> you like, really I, released it all. I it think good. every day I'd last until about 3 p.m. And then by then we would have normally gone to like four temples or something and we would have been walking for like six hours 
Yeah. And so by about 3 p.m. every day, I was like, nah, I'm over it. We're, we're completely templed out now. Like, we, we went to 12 temples on this trip. Yeah, so. and so many gardens. Yeah. So many Japanese gardens. Um, all right, but let, let's have a look at what we sorry, did with sorry. it. So, first of all, um, we went to this place called Dai Goji Temple. It's not, like, highly recommended, but, you know. It, I would it's, recommend it's, it. I really yeah, liked it. Yeah, it, it's regarded as a pretty good temple. It was pretty empty um, as well. They said it was on a mountainside. So, you know, when you look at it online, it kind of says there will be quite a bit of walking. This one, it's not on a mountainside. I mean, it might be on a mountainside, but it's at the bottom of the mountain. Yeah, it's like, it's next to to the mountain. (laughs) Yeah, so there isn't really a whole lot of walking at all. There's three areas to this temple, so there's quite a bit to do. So the first one is called the San Bowen. Okay, Sam. Um, I'm guessing Sam Bowen. Is <laughs> the right pronunciation? Yeah, I'm guessing I'm not pronouncing that right. Uh, but it's this like uh, temple with a really nice garden. This temple was built back in 1115, mm. um, but the garden's from 1598. Now, uh, the like the temple, you can go into like a little bit of the temple, but to get into the rest of it, you have to pay extra. Now we had already paid to get into that temple, so we we're like, I'm not going to pay extra to go you know further into the temple i thought that yeah. was really stupid it was a rip-off because you pay to go into the temple and then you get into it and they're like sorry if you want to actually see the temple it's like it was only like 500 yen more but we yeah. were like screw that i i didn't realize you had to pay so i just walked like right through and i think that honestly they were gonna let you but like i saw the sign saying extra charge and i was like Somia, 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 stop stop and the <laughs> yeah. lady was like smiling at me being like mm. you know thumbs up thank you and so yeah. i was like wait can is she saying we can go on is that what the thumbs up is for and then yeah. she was like no arms crossed x no <laughs> so yeah like if you hadn't done that i would have just walked through i'm sure it would have been fine i don't think they would have stopped you yeah. i think that they just didn't want to have to deal with that mm. one thing like we've been to temples before but none of them have had really like traditional gardens like the ones in kyoto did mm. kyoto, like gardens like here are a really big deal well. yeah you know, the ones where, like, they rake the rocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so this first one had a really traditional, nice garden like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it had, like, a water feature and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the bit that you had to pay for, I think it was basically, like, you could go inside the, like, house area mm. and look at the garden from indoors. Yeah. Whereas you, the yeah. bit we had was you had to stand up and look at it. So some people were, like, sitting inside of it, like, you know, embracing the mm. scenery, whereas we had to stand. So, like... Yeah, I mean, they had a forward view. We had a side view. So, maybe, yeah. you know, if you want to get really good pictures, but, meh. There's there's plenty of gardens in Kyoto. So many where, gardens. Where you can take some great photos and you don't have to pay extra. So, yeah. that's right. Now, the second part is called the Shimo Daigo, uh, which is, like, a Buddhist statue in this temple. <laughs> and it's... Uh, right next to that is the oldest verified building in Kyoto. So, it's this 38-meter-tall pagoda, which was built in 1951. So... Na- wait, ni- 951. Yeah, I was like, 1951? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not 1951. <laughs> Uh, 951. So I think there were buildings that were built beforehand, but they burned down. Oh, yeah. And then they, they were, like, so rebuilt and stuff. this yeah. the oldest This one. one managed to survive uh, all the fires and all the wars. You know, it makes sense because it's in the middle of a massive field of gravel. So, yeah. like, how would the fire get yeah. to it? One thing that we've realized on this trip is that, man, everything has burnt down at least once in, in Japan. <laughs> like, yeah. Fire, for some reason, is a very big hazard. It yeah. makes sense because I feel like all of the buildings here have really ornate woodwork yeah. on, like, the ceilings and all around it. So, you know, it looks good, but I suppose mm. that's the risk they're taking. That's one of the things that people don't talk about where, like, you know how, like, life nowadays is so good. 
in terms of like you know people always talk about like vaccinations for example where people aren't used to seeing people dying from smallpox or whatever you know mm. and then you forget how like good vaccines are because of that and like another one is fires like we don't really have fires anymore what are you talking about at the that, start that of this often. year australia and california both had such big fires yeah but in terms of like buildings you know buildings don't just randomly go on fire nowadays that much you know, people don't really realize, like, like when you go to these temples, you realize, oh my god, every single temple has burned down. Yeah, that's Like, true. all of them. <laughs> you know, except for this pagoda. I feel like most of them, survived. at least near Tokyo, all of them are, like, burnt down in the Tokyo earthquake. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, there's, a, there's either an earthquake or a fire that fucks things up here. Or both together. Yeah. So it's, like, the second part. And then um, the final part. And the final part is uh, the Bintendo Hall. <laughs> Man, you sound <laughs> Binten. <laughs> Yeah, Ben Ten Hall. <laughs> uh, if any, so not yeah, funny. If Japanese people are listening to this, they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, he's yeah. butchering these names." Yeah, um, you really are. Yeah, this is probably the most famous thing um, in the Daigoji uh, Temple. Uh, it's this like hall that you can walk around, you can go into. Uh, I think there's like a Buddha statue and stuff in there. Then next to it is a pond with like a bridge that goes over it. One of those nice like standard nice red. Red like semicircle bridges. Yeah, man, we've been to so many temples. You've forgotten this one, haven't you? I think like, I you, remember. You just it... had the face of like, what the hell? What hall was this? Yeah, I didn't know the hall, but I remember the garden. I have no memory of going into a hall there. Do you remember what we did in the hall? Oh no, wait, I do remember the hall. Is this the one where you really wanted to get a picture, but there's no pictures inside, but you want to take a picture of the outside from the inside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, see, yeah. I remember this one. Yeah, and where you pay like a hundred yen, and uh, I got like a candle. Oh uh-huh, yeah. The lady was trying to tell us that. Well, hold on. For a hundred yen, you actually get to have three of them, not just one. Yeah. Man, yeah, so that was a good deal. So we lit some incense and some candles. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This was a good place for like photography. If you like photography. Yeah. Got some really good um, reflections on the lake. You can take some photos on the bridge. Yeah, and it was good. Like that bridge area was nice. There was like not that many other people because normally I feel like at those bridges there's like. It's either really crowded, so you've got to try and angle it right not to get hit people, or there's a line to get the photo. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in this instance, like, for example, when Swami was taking the photos of me, there was, like, two other girls wanting to take photos, so we'd kind of, like, take turns getting the photos. Yeah, th- this temple was not busy at all. Like, not at all. In general, this trip wasn't that busy because, like, obviously because of coronavirus, there isn't, you know, tourists and things like that. Mm. Um, but this one in particular, yeah, there was, like, nobody there, really. Yeah. Okay, so that was the first temple that we went to, Daigoji Temple. Um, The next one, Fushimi Inari Shrine. This is a big one. This is probably the most famous. You will have seen, if you've looked up Japan, this one's like the one that comes up. Yeah, this is the one that has like over 5,000 Tori gates. So those are the big red, orangey. Yeah, orange, red gates. Um, has like 5,000 of them just back to back to back to back going up a hill. So they're like, I think it's like popular for businesses who donate the gate, or I'm guessing they have to donate money as well. Yeah. To, um, like, get good luck for their business, basically. Yeah, that's right. So this shrine was established back in 711 AD. Um, and it's on um, it's on the side of Mount Inari. And you do have to, like, climb up to the top if you, you know, want to see all of it. Yeah. It's really good, though. We were lucky. Like, I thought it was busy. Like, I, when we first arrived, I was like, oh, man, this is busy. And I, like, put a video on my Instagram. And one of my friends who has been in Japan longer than us and has been in the past before coronavirus, messaged me being like, oh man, you guys got it so quiet. <laughs> and I was like, is this going to be quiet? <laughs> but then later on when we were walking up the mountain part, there was like no one else around. Yeah, there's definitely parts of it which is really quiet. Yeah. 
Um, cause it is pretty long and I don't think everyone goes the whole way. So basically, um, you go up and then once you hit a certain point, like the halfway point, I guess you get a really nice view of Kyoto from mm -hmm. there. And there's also like a small little shop, I think. Yeah, there was with, a shop. There uh, was with, a like vending machine, area. that kind of stuff, right? Most people only go this far because the view that you get at the very top is not very different to this one. You don't even get there a view at the very top, right? I feel like at the very top there was too many trees around. Yeah, true. Actually, so it's like yeah. you reach the summit and it's like, yeah. sweet, made it back down we go. <laughs> yeah, when you get to the summit, there is like a, a shrine there. For that reason, you want to go up, and then also you can get some really nice uh, secluded photos up there too. Yeah, it was definitely, like, beautiful, and I really, like, in memory, I'm like, oh, what a wonderful walk. But mm. at the time, I'm very aware that I was, like, I'm too unfit. Like, poor Sonia, I think he's lost some respect for me <laughs> before. It was like, we were walking behind this other couple, but they were, like, old. And me and the old man were struggling. <laughs> so, like... Yeah, I mean, I wasn't struggling in this one, but I was definitely pretty tired. Well, it wasn't, uh, to be fair, I wasn't struggling heaps, but I was definitely, yeah. like, I wasn't, like, happy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one though that it was like something off uh, like a comedy show or something because we were pretty tired and we got to the top and we were finally at the top and we we're like hell yeah we made it you know we made this like journey and it, it, it felt like we were like taking uh, the ring up Mount freaking Doom or something <laughs> and then when we got to the top there's a sign there that tells you how tall the mountain is and it's 233 <laughs> meters which is so sad and at that, at that moment, I was like, oh my god, like, my dream for next year is to climb Mount Fuji, which is like three and a half thousand meters. So, if I'm struggling with this... But do you know what? I feel like this one, it was almost like parts of it, it was steeper. Like, you got up there quicker because it was steeper at points. Like, Mount mm. Takao was 600 meters, and that was way easier. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, like, I think it's almost like... And the other thing with this walk was it's... It would go, like, steep, and then you'd go down again. Mm. And it would be like, why am I going down? I want to reach the top. <laughs> yeah, or, or was it because Mount Takao was before um, the pandemic? Like, have well, we gotten... Fitter. Yeah, I think we've gotten more fat and... Probably. Fat, so. I mean, that's probably true. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. I think it was just, like... A part of it is because I didn't realise as well mm. that it had so many steps. Like, yeah. And, like, it wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't, like, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm very embarrassed by him. Not how much, I didn't, I feel like I struggled, but I also, like, I was partially just, like, exaggerating for my complaining. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you, got, you got to over-exaggerate. If you're going to complain, you got to take it like, all the way. And I feel like I'm, we know each other well enough that you kind of knew that, so you, yeah. like, like, I think that Somya understands me enough that if I was really struggling, he'll be like, okay, it's okay, don't worry, we'll take a break. But in this, Somya was like, come on, keep going, you're actually okay. Yeah. We felt like, we have experience where we struggled so much you know you literally can't go on once we were in new zealand we went to hamner springs which is like this place that's near christchurch which is quite popular for like you know weekend getaways mm. and there was a mountain there where we walked in literally 15 meters not even 15 minutes and like no to be fair with that mountain i wasn't actually tired yet but i was like you know what no because if this whole walk is this steep there's no way i can do oh, it oh yeah no yeah like, but, like you, those... you could feel it in your legs where it was just like okay this is not gonna happen yeah this one yeah Whereas this one was like, we knew we could do it the whole way. Yeah. Minute. But it was really nice. So at some points it was like pretty empty. Mm. So my, I think part of the reason I was complaining as well wasn't even out of tiredness is I was really anxious. This is my bloody like, I don't know, it's like social anxiety or something. Because I was wearing a grey tight top and I was so worried I was getting really sweaty. 
because it was really hot as well. And like when it's grey, my concern was like that I looked gross. I, I feel like, the, like I want to be like the guy of uh, Jurassic Park where he's like, hey, hey, everyone, look, Ellie, Ellie's, Ellie's sweaty. Hey, everyone, see, nobody cares. Like, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. but it's, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like I care, yeah, yeah. you know. And I'm aware it's dumb. Like, there's not even anyone else around. Why yeah. would it matter? But like, I still can't help it. You know? Like, yeah, the social pressures. Yeah, and like I had my big ass jacket with me again because mm. we didn't know how hot it was going to be. So I was also carrying this massive jacket wearing like jeans and a tight bloody grey top but fortunately I think it's like my concerns were unfounded because I didn't actually get that gross and sweaty because it wasn't that hard of a walk well you know I always told you to bring a bag you just wouldn't listen and then after (laughs) this one you're like okay fine I'm gonna bring a bag (laughs) turns out like you needed to put Somia was very mean and he wouldn't let me put my jacket in his (laughs) backpack he made me carry my jacket because my I was like listen there's a reason I brought a backpack and I don't want that happen because I knew I was playing with them I was like carry your goddamn Jacket. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens when you've been going out for thirteen years. You yeah. realize you know you don't have to put up with that crap. Um, <laughs> so some quick facts about uh, about the shrine, um, Mount Inari, uh, that you go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inari is the Shinto god of rice. So you know you're climbing up the god of rice. Oh, That's yeah. what this um, area was made for. And also when you go up, one thing that we noticed right from the beginning is that there are these fox statues everywhere. Mm. right and it turns out that foxes are considered a messenger from god yeah so they're all of the statues one of them always had a scroll in its mouth and the other one had what looked like a ball in its mouth the reason i thought it was interesting that it's the rice thing is because there's like this tiny little shop just before the summit which sells dango which is made out of like rice i don't know rice powder rice gluten or something oh yeah so that's the other thing is we got some delicious dango right when we mm. needed it now the other thing of course is the is like the thousands and thousands of tory gates mm. so the reason there are tory gates there is because they're donated by companies i've already said that have you yeah uh, well in that case how about this <laughs> it costs four hundred thousand to one million yen oh wow for a tory gate uh, I don't know if it's a one-time thing or if it's, like, a continuous They were taking thing. some down when we were there, some really old, nasty ones. Yeah. Maybe if you you want it sort of maintained, you have to pay. Yeah, because like, there were some people cleaning some of them as well. Yeah. And there was lots of tiny little Tory gates, like, leaned up against the shrine. So I'm yeah. wondering if that's, like, a cheaper small business version. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there's a Tory gates that are actually up, but then there are a thousand other Tory gates just, you know. Like, mini versions. Yeah, like just, just everywhere. Um, and each Tory gate has the name of the company and then the date that it was put up and stuff. Mm. Some of them were, like, bigger and more, like, elaborate than others. Yeah. Um, all right. So, we, yeah, we were pretty tired from this one, but uh, we had a long day ahead of us. So next up, we are going to walk to uh, Tofukuji Temple. So I range like, which temple we visit based on, you know, how far they are from one yeah. another. So Kofu, Tofukuji Temple is only a 15-minute walk away. Mm. Um, but then on the way to that temple, there was another temple, and we we're like, you know what? Let's do this. Like, <laughs> we're here. We might as well. Um, you know, we're not going to be templed out already. Uh, so yeah, so we went to Komio in Temple, and uh, this one was built in 1391, and it's actually considered a sub temple of Tofukuji. You know, mm. so it's not really its own individual temple, but it's really um, small. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, this one we didn't really have much time because we we're in a hurry to get to Tofukuji. But this is the perfect temple to go if you're not in a hurry. Yeah. Because all it is basically is a quiet, atmosphered garden temple. Rock garden. Yeah, rock garden. So you kind of just um, sit down inside like the temple building and you look out into the garden, and there's yeah. heaps of people there. Like, everyone's just sitting down, just enjoying the view. 
just being like breathing in the relaxation yeah but we were unfortunately yeah in a rush because tofukuji temple closed at 4 30 i think yeah after you go to fushimi inari shrine mm-hmm. this is a good one to relax in if you have the time i think yeah like if you did fushari in the morning and then lunchtime walking past this one i'd yeah. totally recommend taking a break oh by the way so fushimi you don't have to pay to go up yeah this one i think it was like 300 yen to go inside yeah it's it crazy cheap. i feel like fushimi was like pretty much the most impressive one we went to and yet it's the free one yeah i guess it's because it's like all outdoors and i suppose businesses pay for it that's how they maintain it yeah true so then we went to tofukuji which is just like you know literally a minute from that one uh tofukuji temple was built back in 1236 it was built for this like powerful clan back in the day called fujiwara and they named it after two temples in nara that was also associated with them so it's a Todaiji temple and Kofukuji temple. Oh, yeah. So they combine those together to make Tofukuji. Man, this was a good one. This was really, really big. Like a massive temple. There's a lot mm. to do here. But like the dumb thing is, is you had to pay for every individual thing in this temple. Yeah. I feel like, like I get that it's a whole different culture, but it does make me a little bit sad. Like in these instances where it's like, man, this is so commercialized. Like this is a very commercialized religion. Because you pay to get mm. into the temple itself, and then you pay to get any charms or anything in the temple. I wish there was just one payment for everything. Yeah. First of all, we saw for the first time a Sanmon gate, which is this big gate that is at the big that is at the front of temples. Mm. Not every temple has them. Um, this one has it. It's massive. It's like a big chunky boy of a gate. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even look like a gate. It looks, looks like a building on massive stilts. Yeah. So the gate was built back in 1425, and it's the oldest of its kind in Japan. Oh wow, didn't know that. We went to the top of this gate, right? So you it can was, walk up to the top. It was 1,000 yen to get in, right? Yeah, it was 1,000 yen. Uh, and then from the top you have like a really nice view of the surrounding area. But then you can also go into like the room in there, and then check out the really cool statues, statues that they have. Right, so it's like a but and like all of them, it's pretty much the same thing, where they have a Buddha statue. And then surrounded by the Buddha statue is those things whose names i can't remember they're like his warriors right yeah the red warriors yeah i can't remember what they're called but man these ones they had some realistic looking eyeballs like the outer body of them was just like you know like wooden but their eyes it literally in some of them it looked like there was a person hiding in there and we were like staring at them waiting for the eyes to move like yeah i was just waiting for them to blink i was like like, man this is a perfect horror movie you could make a such good horror movie out of this Especially because it was like, I think it wasn't just that the eyes were done. It was like, you could see, it was like under the face, there was Mm. the eyeball, and then there was a little bit of skin that looked like a person was like standing in the mask. I don't know, the light like reflected off it really nicely as well. I wonder if they just maintained the eyes to keep that. It definitely looked like there was someone in there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. But the weird, like, not weird, like... The thing with these, like, ones that you pay to get into is you can't take pictures inside. And in this one, you couldn't even take pictures outside of it. So you couldn't take pictures of the view. Yeah. Which is, like, I find it, like, it's like, come on. Like, we paid a thousand yen to get up here. Can we not take pictures of the view from here? Yeah, that was a bit annoying, eh? But I get not taking pictures inside. I'm guessing that, like, to preserve the statues, you know, they don't want, like, flashing camera lights going off at them. You reckon that's it? I don't know. I figured that's it. The other thing that this place is really famous for is its autumn colors. Yeah. In its like massive garden slash forest area that it has. Yeah. We wanted to go into that and we didn't know like where to go really. So there was this one building that said, you know, hey, there's a garden here and you have to pay like a certain but, amount of money. 
And you know the weird thing is, right? So I'm going to be jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. So there's two gardens, it turns out. Yeah. One of them's the famous one. One of them's like another like average rock garden. Hmm. And the average rock garden has like a proper building entrance. Like it's really in like a, like a good old school building, like a proper desk. The actual garden that you want to go to just has a tent selling the tickets. <laughs> and so we like saw the big building one and we we're like, oh, yep, sweet. That must be the famous garden. So we like tramped over there hmm. and then we got it and we we're like, this is not right. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I looked it up. There, apparently there are a couple of things that are very special about this temple that we didn't realize when we were there. Okay. So, number one, it's called the Hojo. Okay, and this is the head priest's living quarters. Mm. So the head priest of this temple lives there, or at least used to live there. So that's what makes it special, first of all. And then the second thing is, you walk around the entire temple and there's a garden around it. Apparently that's very special. For a garden to be on all four corners uh-huh. of a temple... Is pretty rare. Usually it's just on one side. So people are willing to pay the big bucks to see that. The big bucks, what, six hundred yen? Six dollar. Now for us, of course, we just saw, you know, the same like garden kind of everywhere where we're going like meh, whatever. By the way, I've realized like I I I think it was at this point already where I was like, you know what? Rock gardens, yeah, they're they're cool, but I think they're cool because you're meant to you're meant to sit down and like relax in them. Yeah. But we were like we had too much stuff to do, so we were like running through them <laughs> but it's like i guess i just prefer like nature you yeah know, p- p- get some plants in there plants actually do th- things like they're colorful and there's you know bees <laughs> like, rocks are just sitting there doing nothing and it's and even the patterns like the, i mean don't get me wrong they were cool i like the reiki patterns <laughs> um and they create like little mounds with them mm. but I don't know. Is it is it, is it disrespectful to, to you know make it like another pattern out of them? Like kind of like the um, the crop fields, you know. Well, what are they called? The crop um, the crop alien circles. crop circles. Yeah, you know, make something like that out of the rocks. No, I think that the problem is you didn't feel this way at the start of the trip, but by the end of the trip, it's in too many rock gardens. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's only so many like rocks that you could look at surrounded by like other rocks. Mm, yeah, it had right. just come maybe, from maybe the smaller so, yeah. one, which was a rock garden as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, it was the like the proper garden time. Now, again, you have to pay like another 600 yen to get into this one. But this one's definitely worth it. Yeah, so I, I would say if you're going it. here, like, I wouldn't, unless you love rock gardens, I personally, I wouldn't pay to go to the first one again. Yeah. This is the one that makes you realize um, why it's really good to come in autumn. Yeah. Like, the autumn sure. colors here are ridiculous. They're so good. And we were there at the perfect time. Like, it worked out well because it was like, just about 4 p.m. so the sun was beginning to set yeah and like the like rays were just like streaming through those leaves you know lighting the whole place up like it was like on fire in like yeah. a good way <laughs> yeah so this place special because it is the um, mausoleum of the first of the head priest right of the guy mm. that lives in the uh, the hojo of the first head priest and then it also has um this bridge called the su tenko bridge if you actually look up pictures of kyoto you'll probably see this quite a bit too because this is bridge like on top of all these like colorful autumn trees mm. you know i think the other thing i liked about this one was it was kind of like the garden itself like what you said it almost felt like a forest and i feel like they achieved that because it was like multi-layered like it was like there was like a river down the middle and it was like because of the river it was like it went down and then up again mm. so it felt like you got like all the different levels with all the different like like you could choose your area like it was really really beautiful but you know, at, the, at these temples, like these like popular ones, the thing I noticed is, man, they like um, like they must be less like employing all of the high school students, because there was like so like every single corner of the walk, there was like a person working at the temple being like, 
saying in Japanese, like, continue this way, yeah. like, pointing at where to walk. And it's like, clearly, there's one route. <laughs> like, we don't need, like, a person, like, every two meters being like, keep going. Yeah, it's more evidence that we've, you know, that we've seen of, um, like, Japan's low uh, unemployment rate. Yeah, which I suppose, like, there's nothing wrong with that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's good to keep people employed and, like, they're there, I suppose, if you wanted to ask a question or they can take photos of you. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely like, man, there's too many people working here. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, so that was the, that was the end of Chofukuji Temple. Um, basically the garden, or I would call it the foliage. Foliage? Temple. Is that yeah. how you say it? I've always yeah, read foliage. it as foliage. Oh, as foliage, foliage. Foliage? Foliage? foliage yeah. Someone tell us. <laughs> the foliage temple. Yeah, really nice for autumn. I don't know what it's like in other seasons. I imagine in the middle of winter it'd be kind of crap. Unless there's snow. That would look pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, true. Um, okay, so the last one was um, Toji Temple. We left this one to the end because it's open at nighttime, where the other mm-hmm. ones aren't. Now, this one was built way back in 826 AD. Mm-hmm. Man, saying just like a three-digit year is so weird. You have to say AD. <laughs> 826 AD. Unfortunately, it was destroyed by fires in 1486. So, of hence course. why it's not the oldest um, structure in Japan. You know, we've already figured out what the oldest one is. The other one. <laughs> So this one has two massive holes. Again, you can go in and um, there's like Buddha statues, like massive Buddha statues in this one. I have no memory of the one you're talking about. I'm sorry. Um, They're like really huge, but there's like eight to ten statues and you walk around them. Yeah, the, like yeah, and the other ones there, the statues the were against the wall, but in this one they're in the middle of the hall. Some of the statues were like one of them was like standing on other people or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. right. Yeah, Wait, was this the one with the pagoda? Yeah, this is the one with the pagoda. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the pagoda, this one is special because it has the tallest wooden pagoda in Japan. It's yeah. 57 meters tall. If you have the opportunity to go to, to some temples at nighttime, like if they're open at night, you might as well go to them at nighttime because most of them aren't open. And then like, I feel like it's less busy and the lighting, like it's all lit up and it just looks all cool. Yeah, it's a different experience at nighttime. Mm. Yeah, you, you can capture some different kind of um, photos. Um, my feet were really sore by this point, so it was kind of good for me because Somi was like trying to get like lots of good photos, so I could just like sit down on the bench and I could still embrace the beautiful view of the pagoda. But like, I got to rest yeah. my feet. I could get some good like reflection photos. Oh yeah, there were some good reflection photos there, and it was funny because like whenever you found a good spot and you'd go to take a photo, other people would walk past and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's a good spot," and then like <laughs> yeah. a line would form behind you. Yeah. <laughs> And everyone kind of, like, takes a reasonable amount of time, as mm. far as I could tell. No one was, like, hogging a spot for, like, a stupid amount of time. What did you like about this place? Yeah, it was really nice. It was beautiful. Because, like, the way it was lit up, it was kind of, like, it reflected nicely, but also, like, against the skyline. It looked really cool. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, I found the statues kind of funny, because they were warrior statues, I guess. And so, like, one of them was, like, there was, like, two... It looked like they were meant to be trolls. I don't know what Japan's equivalent of, like, a troll is. Or, like, a goblin. And, like, there was, like, two big fat goblins, like, dead. And the guy had his foot just, like, smack <laughs> on top of them. And yeah. other ones, it would have, like, a person, like, leaning over. And the person would just be, like, chilling on someone's back. And it was very violent. <laughs> yeah. What, what, yeah. Why were they, um, why were there so many statues of people sitting on other people? To show their or, like, dominance. Standing on other They're being like, yeah, I killed you. This yeah. is my superiority. I wonder if this temple is, like, a warrior temple or something. I don't know. would have to research it. But it felt like it. Yeah, man, there was one like super religious guy in there. Yeah, it looked- he was like he was like praying out loud. Like he had like well, what do you what do you call it when like when you're praying you say the same thing? 
Yeah, I don't know what the word is, though. Okay, well, whatever that thing is. You know, he was a young he guy. He was reciting something. And it looked like he was there on a date. Like, there was a girl standing next to him, and it was like, he was going for ages. Like, yeah. we came in, and he was praying, and we walked all the way around this massive hall, like, stopping and looking at the pictures, and he was praying the whole time, and when we left, he was still going strong. Mm. I don't know, I found it kind of funny. I was just like, man, imagine if this, like, was your date, and then <laughs> yeah. your boyfriend just stopped to, like, recite a prayer. He's the first, like, super religious person like that that I've seen. Because I've been to uh, temples and stuff in other countries where people are, like, hardcore religious, where, you know, they're literally, like, rolling around the go- in the on the ground because mm. of God kind of thing. I feel like in Japan, like, people are... More restrained. Yeah, they're more restrained, but also it's like, you know what, if I get some good luck from this, sweet, but I'm not going to... You know, mm. I'm not really going to put too much weight on this. So they'll chuck a coin, you know, they'll clap their hands, they'll say a little prayer, and then that's kind of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, this is like the first guy who's sort of going all out. I feel like it wasn't for this temple, but in one of the other ones, I was reading something about how the like the sect, I don't know if that's the right word, of Buddhism in this area that one of the temples like founded, was like founded around the idea that if you recited the prayer like 62 times a day or something mm. that's all you need to do to save your soul like uh, that was yeah, do you remember right. that one it was yeah that was um ikendo zinrinji <laughs> <laughs> it was that one but yeah, yeah so one, maybe yeah. like i'm guessing this guy maybe belonged to that temple yeah or like to that sect of religion yeah maybe which i find to be a bit of a funny idea because like supposedly the um the guy who originally founded the temple was like known for being really kind and helping the poor and then his predecessor hold on hold on you might as well leave that for that no, nah, I'm going to finish it. Then his predecessor was like, came along and was like, hey, wait a second, don't help the poor. Turns out you just need to recite this prayer enough times a day and your soul is saved. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of wonder, it's like, what was this guy up to that he thought yeah. that all he needed to do was <laughs> recite the prayer? So, I don't know, maybe this kid in the temple yeah, was he might the same yeah. I'm guessing that he was like a, like a priest or something. Because mm. surely you don't know the whole, like, I don't know what the word is for it, the whole sermon. That's the English word. Yeah, man, we need to figure out that word for next time. Mm. Man, maybe we should be doing more research, you know, for these. No, we do so much <laughs> research. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, that was day, uh, that was day two. Um, so we went to five temples that day. Boy, was I tired at the end um, of it. And by day three, I think the problem is I was tired from day one and day two. <laughs> yeah. And it was like we never had enough time to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all we'll do for this in this episode. Okay. So we'll continue with day three next time. All right. Okay. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you guys then. See ya.